0: Christian Arkan. Failure to communicate. Tom King. It's good to be the king. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Yes! Yes! And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. It's Christian and King.
1: Questions before we proceed.
2: Christian and King back here. Is this the third and final hour? Yeah, it is. Not bad, huh? You can do it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Go ahead.
2: By the way, third and final hour, Christian and King, and we have a public service announcement. Well, actually, not a public service announcement, but a. it is to some people. It is to the Acres Brothers. hmm No show Friday. Yeah. And no show on Monday. And the same for the next week as well, December 30th and January
3: 2.
1: So...
2: there you go i know it but you know what this means means i'm not coming to work tomorrow that's right no 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 friday friday friday
3: Friday. today's wednesday right right. you know what it means i thought it was thursday (laughs)
2: you know what it means tomorrow uh tomorrow we got to do our pick we do
3: the complete national football league that's right yeah all right very good programming note yeah so i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with myself (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know what it's like getting
3: in the rhythm of doing two radio shows a day it's gotta be a lot like when you don't when i don't have one to do i don't know you know i just start talking i just walk down the street talking to nobody
2: but that's what I do i'm like at one home. of those people that's what i do at home i days. walk through the
3: grocery store going no you know what i'll tell that's, you about clay Buckhold. that's what and I, there's no one with me do you know what i do at home what
2: <laughs> Someday you're
3: going to be leaving here and some French guy is going to kick your ass. No I'm kidding, i know, i know. How dare
1: you make fun of my
3: accent?
2: <laughs> C'est la. Okay. But that's what I do. It is.
3: Sully's is. <laughs> dying over here. <laughs> this is really true. When I first started with the two shows, and my Cindy can attest to this. Yes. I would wake up in the middle of the night.
2: Tom, shut up <laughs> I'd wake
3: up in the middle of the night yeah. and give like uh like a sports, sports update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night and be like, Red Sox, six, three winners. And Cindy would be like, what are you doing? And I, yeah, I'm not that bad. Well, maybe you do. There's just no one there to tell you. Yeah, that's well, that's true. There's <laughs> no one there to tell you. That's right. That's true. There's nobody there. You might yeah. be doing You have no idea. It's true. But yeah, that, actually, that happened a few times. Oh, God. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I can't imagine. Like. Eh. Like what? Nothing. It's just I've never, you know. I have sleeping problems. I've always had them anyway. You have like yeah, sleep, sleeping problems? I sleepwalk. I get up. I walk sleep, around. Are you a sleepwalk? Oh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. Sometimes. Usually, I'll just get up and like walk to my door or something. One time, I made it all the way to the kitchen, and I woke up, and I was reaching out for see that, nothing See, that? Yeah. See,
2: I always get afraid of that. Not that I would do it, but of people who would do it, because if they're alone and they do it, they could walk out the door.
3: Yeah. You know, right? Or they could fall in the tub. And, Ex- they could Yeah, you, know, you could mean, really. Yeah, could
2: exactly. You wake up in a pool of blood the whole bit. You mm-hmm. know, it's not. That's not good.
3: No, that's dangerous. Yeah, it is. Yep. And the good news is that I don't get to sleep that much in the first place. That's so right. This so makes you don't it, have it even to worry better. It, right. So now, while I'm actually asleep, I'm still getting up and walking around, Right, right. which is just what I need. Right, Exactly. You know, that's that's yep. terrific. Um, Great. I was trying to think last night, Tom, and let me see if you how far back we can go here. Players, and just forget about the Red Sox. You can go Red Sox too if you want. Players on the Celtics, Bruins, or Patriots that stuck around for about five years or more that you can compare to Clay Buckholtz in terms of talent and flashes of greatness, but overall total frustration. I was I was thinking of a few names. From the Patriots, there were only two names that mm. really, well, three really, that really stuck out to me. Patriots. Want to hear my three Patriots? There's only three. Uh, one of them's
2: got to be a receiver.
3: Right? One of them's Terry Glenn. Yeah, he was only here for four years, but that's for football. That's a long time,
2: right? But Glenn, the frustration with Glenn was more about his off-field stuff than his on-field. He on-field, he was still as talented as I thought could be. I, I don't think he ever really let them down on the field.
3: In his first year, yeah, he started to drop the off. The frustration a bit.
2: with Glenn was not coming back from injury. Remember, she yeah. the you know that Parcellus? was his that was his
3: rookie year. Parcells, yeah, Parcells yeah. called him she, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. and then he took it back though. Yeah. At the end of the year, he said, "No, I was wrong. That guy's a good player. He's yeah. a winner." Right, right, right. Uh, he was one, and that okay. You can even say maybe yes. Talent wise, I don't know. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. Uh, no. Drew Bledsoe was very frustrating. I didn't, you know. He got he. Put up great numbers and he had great games, but in when it counted, he was—I I mean—he was a I, dog a lot of the time. Oh, geez, I don't know. He took him to a Super Bowl. He took him to a Super Bowl, yes. He
2: took him to a Super Bowl and came off the bench and took him to another Super Bowl. Okay, in, in
3: two thousand and one. Yeah, was, no, I, I don't. Him I don't. getting knocked out. No, was see, I saw di- I
2: saw the difference between not having him and had. They would have beaten Jacksonville had they had him that day, in the playoffs down in Jacksonville. Fred Taylor killed him, mm. but Bledsoe would have beat because Zolak had a horrible game. Well.
3: Scott Zola, well, yeah, but
2: still, I mean, no, I don't. I don't put Bledsoe in that category. Sorry. I found him to be <clears> frustrating. over two.
3: I think people found him to be frustrating. But I'll say this one, and this is really the only guy I could think of in the Belichick era that stuck around for a while, had talent, and showed flashes, and was just very frustrating overall. And that's Ben Watson. Yeah, I'll go. With, I'll go with Watson. Watson, I thought was Watson uh, had all the
2: athletic talent yes, in the world
3: and couldn't. He was produce. fast. He just had stone hands. And he was smart, and he was, you know, I mean, he yeah, just he no, seemed like yeah. he was going to. No. And he's still around. I mean, he's still playing, so it's not like he was some He's bomb. on IR this year. He got yeah. Hurt. yeah, but he, I mean, he stuck, or he played with. That's a guy who left New England and went on to have a fine career. Yeah, no, I, would agree. And some I other yeah, teams.
2: I'd agree with that. I, but he had a fine career, but he never became the player that everybody thought he would be. No, definitely not. No, I agree with that.
3: But I was thinking about it. and with Watson the,
2: would, Watson's a good. You're one out of three with them.
3: Yeah. Yep. That was the only one I could think of from the Belichick era. And the ones before that, I mean, yeah, they were, you could just pay, they didn't have to team before that. Yeah, basically. You and Glenn and saying. Bledsoe just stuck out because they were probably the best players.
2: Yep, I disagree
3: with him, Bledsoe. Okay, yep, that's fine. We can disagree. yeah, Um, but uh, oh boy, I hate to disagree. in the Belichick era, though, the the difference I think is noticeable. The fact that you never see like. They don't
2: don't hang on to players.
3: No, and Chandler Jones is a great example of this. Bill Belichick would rather have a guy who's okay all the time than a guy who's great one night and invisible the next night. Yes. He'd rather have a guy who's just steady and not spectacular, but you know what you're getting from him all the time. Chandler Jones could give you four sacks in one game and then nothing the next game. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, Bill Belichick would rather have Rob Ninkovich give you one sack. Every three games, then Chandler Jones four on one, and then zero for the rest. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it, he he values that. And if there's a guy who's so inconsistent, and even if the the high point of his inconsistency is Pro Bowl level, All Pro level, if it swings back down the other way, he just assumes go with the guy that's there every every week. Here's a fact for you: and
2: I didn't realize this; couldn't believe it. Linkovich has been around for all of these eight straight division titles. Mm. Been around for each one. Yeah. Because that was his first year with the team.
3: Yeah, you're right. Yep. Thirty two years old.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was a young up and comer who was in Miami, bounced around New Orleans, Miami. You know, that's they got him from Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. Turned out to be a good move for them and a good move for him. He fit right in.
3: For the Bruins, trying to think of guys who were really good but kind of frustrating.
2: There weren't couple, that many that stuck around that long. They had long. a couple of skill position guys that were looked like that. and, and were They frustrated. had a couple
3: of Russian guys in the 90s who had yes. big years and then disappeared yeah, or yep. went back to Russia or right. just stopped. Yep. They had that goalie in the 90s. Um, the guy who came after Moog. Uh, Moffitt? Not, not the young kid, Moffitt. No, this was guy This guy was an undrafted rookie, and he was great uh, in his first year, and then he just yes. stunk after that, and I can't remember his he name. He
2: was... Uh, Blaine. Uh,
3: yeah, Blaine something.
2: Blaine something. Yeah, exactly. I covered him. Yep. I covered him. Blaine Locker. Blaine Locker. Yep, that was, was, was him. Was. Yep. yep. There you I was go. talking
3: with Rear Admiral about this guy last night. Um, the who? Rear Admiral from Barstool Sports. Oh, okay. The Bruins writer for them. McGonagall. You ever meet, ever meet him? Yeah, I never meet him. Brian McGonagall. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, he comes in with me sometimes. Um,
2: But, yeah, that, but, but Blaine Locker. Uh, looked lock, good. he was only there looked for a good. year he looked good in a short season right. there was a lockout season he looked good he was their goalie and then the next year they gave him the job and he was terrible yeah
3: but that wasn't too long it no was, he wasn't there very long the Buck two Holtz, russian guys weren't there that yeah, long Buckholz has got a long period yeah. of time here i'm yeah. thinking maybe like a joe thornton maybe but thornton was you know Look he was, was good. good hal gill hal gill was a frustrating player I Thought how gill was good too how gill was not good
2: Oh, I thought in his heyday he was good because he mm-hmm. shut down everybody's best best player when he was with the Bruins. Yeah, they used to put him on. Who do you? Was it Gretzky? It was somebody else. They used to oh, Lemieux. You must used to give him fits. Yeah, no, I. I, thought, I just
3: remember how Gil. Everybody's saying how soft he was all the time.
2: No, I think that was later on when he just got bad. No,
3: maybe. You know? I, I thought Gil was pretty good. Samsonov. I don't know. I'm trying to think of guys from that from that era. You know, there's not really any guys now that you look at and you think, "Oh man, so frustrating!" Like there hasn't there hasn't been anyone. It was frustrating that they traded Sagan, but Marchand, Krejci, Bergeron, Lucic, all those guys had good careers and they won a Stanley Cup. So it's hard to lump any of them. Hard to in really there get into them. Yeah, I know. Buckholtz, he does have a World Series championship, and he was a big part of the reason why they had that big start right but in the second half he didn't do anything and he pitched in that one world series game and he stunk so you know i i was having a hard time really coming up with an equivalent to clay buckholz uh just in terms of a guy who who was started off his career really well had great flashes and then you know inconsistencies and down years and yeah, then it was a poop fest <laughs> it was just an all-around poop fest i had a hard time coming up with a lot of He's he's pretty unique. I mean that's a that's a pretty unique career trajectory, especially in a place like that. You gotta like be Boston. talented
2: to be bad. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Consistently. It's true. Up and down. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. But I still think they did the right I still think they did the right thing. You know, from a franchise or from an organization standpoint, they mm-hmm. cut ties with a pitcher who was inconsistent. They cut the salary, so not to worry about that. And they got a body in return. I mean, who knows? You know, who knows what this guy could do, you know? Right. I mean, you know, but eventually maybe he'll show
3: up somewhere. Who knows? Buck Holtz threw his no-hitter in 2007.
2: Yes, it was his rookie year. It was a Labor Day weekend two thousand two thousand seven. 2007.
3: And people love to talk about how that was the worst thing that could have happened to him. Oh, it's the worst thing I that could have t- happened was when he so. threw that no-hitter. In 2010? He was really good in 2010. He was 17-7 and seven with a 2.33. Yeah, ERA. Yeah, no, he was really good. He was an ace. So what, did the no-hitter really screw him up there, no, too? Like, no, it didn't screw him up. No. Uh, in 2013, he was Clayton Kershaw. 12-1 with an ERA and 173 before he got hurt, before his baby slept on his shoulder run, which to this day is, I mean, frustrating player. Is that not the most frustrating injury you've ever heard? You're going twelve and one. You're it's unhittable. It's been a couple years. And your years. freaking baby slept on your shoulder really wrong, true. and now you can't pitch it all for the rest there's, of the year. There's,
2: like, there's been a couple other other ones that you know. I, I hope that ones. wasn't
3: really what happened. I hope he was like in a strip club or something, and you know he pulled his rotator cuff, oh, making a rain, and he didn't, t- wanna, he didn't want to. He didn't want to admit teddy that teddy
2: bear on my shoulder. That kind of screwed it up one day. Really? Yeah. Couldn't go out and pitch sore. the next day. Yeah, it was a little sore.
3: But yeah, just an yeah overall. Couldn't an tight, overall frustrating couldn't tight, player.
2: You know, my arm down, it was like, oh, I hurt.
3: Mm-hmm. So. And also, over the last 15 years, if you're a fan of any of the four New England sports teams, talking about who's frustrating is kind of, you sound like an a-hole, okay? You know, these last 15 years have been pretty They've good, all good for all won championships. They've all won championships. Right,
2: so you don't have any, you know.
3: There's not a lot to bitch about. No. no Buck Holtz is gone, and you won't have him to kick around anymore, but he's still, you know, he's not a terrible pitcher. His career ERA is under four. And when he was here, he had some years that were really good and some years that were bad and some years that were kind of in between where he contributed. And, you know, that's when he ended up being a contributor at the end. So, I don't know. Like I said yesterday, he never he never had any problems with teammates. He never pushed anybody down. And you know, know down what? And he, was and, he the never, guy.
2: and he never complained. You know? He never complained. Mm-hmm. He'd he might have whined. been a
3: little bit of a, you know, goober after the games, but He'd he never whined. blamed anybody else yeah, or whatever. no, yeah.
2: you know, and he comes out, you know, he, sometimes he thought he pitched better than he did. But what he did last year, going from between bullpen starting to bullpen, st- you know, back and forth, I thought he handled it pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, and that, and that helped, you know, that made him, that made him just, you know, that that helped teams want to want to get him as a bit part. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, I think the Phillies will – I think the Phillies have got – if you're if you're a team in the national league like the Phillies, you've got to figure a couple things. A, he's going to have the benefit of pitching against eight hitters instead of nine. And B, he's going to be pitching against hitters that don't know him. You know, that that can help a little bit. So, for them, no-brainer. Yeah. $13.5 million, they can afford it. No-brainer.
3: Yeah. In Philadelphia, they're a the major market team. Makes sense. And the Red Sox come back with a, well, not top 30 prospect. Not that 30 is some magic I number. I didn't think you were going to get one. But me. when they have the, when on MLB.com and you say they do the top 30 prospects, you know, wasn't expecting it to be the number one or the number two or even the number 10. But I was kind of hoping that Buchholz would get you back a top 30 prospect. 26. Hmm? 26. 26 I'd go with 20 go with 26 yeah, 26 maybe 26, he maybe probably. he was maybe this guy was 31 maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't know you know? I think he turns 31 next week <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, single a guy 31 yeah, that's yep. good
3: uh 603-883-9900 your phone number 883-9900 you can text in at 845-827-1250 um I wanted to talk a little bit about the Patriots and how despite the fact that Tom Brady is 39 years old Every year, it seems like the Patriots are the one of the youngest teams in the NFL, right?
2: Draft picks stay.
3: Yeah, they do. Uh, on the older end of the spectrum, there's Brady, who's 39, Gaskowski, who's 32, Ninkovich is 32, is 31, Allen Branch is 31, Matthew Slater's 31, and Chris Long is 31. LeGarrette well, Blunt and Julian Edelman are 30 years old. Those are nine players, and those are the only nine players over 30. Then that's 30 what you want. Over.
2: As a football team, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want a football team with 30-somethings. They're not going to survive. They're, they're going to be too slow eventually, and they're going to get hurt. When they get hurt, it's going to be tougher for them than to come back if they were in their 20s. So you want, you want that. You want youth. I hate to say it as an old man, but right. you want youth on a football team. Yeah, you and really do. And that's how it works. And the, and the way you get it is you draft well. And you're, you, you, your draft picks, you're patient with them. You let them stay. And they've, they've had some good drafts the last couple of years, so they're able to to, to have players that are going to hang around. Mm-hmm. And they also have taken advantage of some other teams' mistakes.
3: Yeah. Now, that's on the old end. On the young end, in their early 20s, Malcolm Brown is 22. Shaq Mason is 23. Uh, Trey Flowers is 23. Mm-hmm. James White is 24. Mm-hmm. Joe Tooney is 24. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Mitchell is 24. Mm-hmm. Mitchell's 24. Yes. Oh, he's an old college player. Huh? David Andrews is 24. Okay. Logan Ryan's 25, and he may not stay. But right. Bear right. with me here. Yep. Deron Harmon's 25. Yep. Garoppolo's 25. Harmon's free too, I think. Kyle Van Noy is 26. Dion Lewis is 26. Yep. Hightower's 26, and he may go to Butler. 26. Uh. Jabal Shear, 27, Shay McClellan, 27, Michael Floyd's 27, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nate Solder, 28, Hogan, 28, Marcus Cannon, 28, McCordy and Chung, 29, Martellus Bennett, 29. That's remarkable. It is that a team can experience that kind of turnover, dealing, reload with those kind of young players. I mean, I when I listed the, off the you're young looking guys, at the last four drafts, we're talking starters, guys who are starting. You're Looking on this at team. the last four drafts, yeah, and 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 not very, you know, Shaq except, Mason, except Malcolm for Hightower,
2: Brown, except for Hightower, yeah, not very high picks.
3: Brown, Mason, Flowers, Tooney, Mitchell. And uh yeah, let's just cut last, it off right last there. Last
2: two last two drafts.
3: Yeah, last two drafts. All yep. of those guys are twenty-four no, they, and under. And David had, Andrews, throw him in there right, too. Yeah, And David Andrews, all of them starters. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, they've they've drafted well. Yeah. That's that's the thing. They have drafted well and it's kept them
3: going. Yeah, it really has. Yep. Uh six oh three eight eight three ninety nine hundred the phone number, eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five. Going to read some text messages when we come back here. And also we'll hear from Matthew Slater. Slater spoke to the media today as well. That's coming up next here on Christian and King.
0: You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN, New Hampshire.
3: The Patriots play the Jets in New
2: York in a special Saturday Christmas Eve day game. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, wishing everyone a happy holiday and inviting you to join me for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football with Coors Light at the Wild Rover Pub in downtown Manchester. The Rover is a Manchester institution, and it's a great place to watch the Pats. You can order something delicious to eat and wash it down with an ice-cold Coors Light. Cheer on the Pats at the Wild Rover Pub, 21 Osco Street, downtown Manchester.
0: Map out an adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today.
2: Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My
4: husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroid Me Nashua and Embroid Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and
1: organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst
3: Street in Nashua, and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at EmbroidMe-Nashua.com or EmbroidMe-Bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner.
0: Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry & Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry & Loan on Merrimack Street.
5: Hey. It's Dan Patrick here. This time, no talk about trucks splashing through the mud or exceptional low-end torque or, you know, those great soundtracks that stir the soul. No, not in this 60-second word to the wise about the Ram Heavy Duty. A truck that's as essential as a hammer, nails, and tape measure are to a carpenter. This is a machine that doesn't need any extra oomph to get your heart pounding. I'm not about to prattle on about capability and durability and nobility and probability or any ability. Nothing like that. Well, I'm not even going to go with it. it's tough as winter nail or sturdy as a mountain or any other cheap jack low rent hokum because this isn't that kind of thing. No, it's not. This is a truck that simply lets its engine do the talking. And I'm here to talk about one piece of information, and I think you'll appreciate this and understand it. The Ram Heavy Duty can carry more weight than any other heavy duty truck, period. That's it. That's the only message, except for Guts, Glory, Ram.
0: Hi, I'm Tim Daly. If you're over 50, like me, you know that we all need to be more aware of our health. Take pneumococcal pneumonia, for example. It's a serious lung disease that can be spread when people cough or sneeze. My mom had it. Now, it won't always happen this way, but for my mom, it was serious enough that she was in the hospital for over a week. She had difficulty breathing, was really weak, and had a terrible cough. Some adults think they're too active or healthy to get sick, but as we age, our immune system weakens, putting us at greater risk. It may surprise you, but it's estimated a quarter million Americans over 50 are hospitalized each year because of pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor about your risk for pneumococcal pneumonia and see if you're up to date on your vaccinations. Learn more at www.whonew.com. That's www.whopneu.com. This message is brought to you by the American Lung Association in partnership with Pfizer. Hi, I'm
4: Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing Games Wildlife Journal. You don't
0: have to be a history major to know that a lot has changed since 1865. Just look out your back door. As author Jack Noon explained in the January-February edition of Wildlife Journal in an article titled, 150 Years Conserving New Hampshire's Wildlife. In 1865, the legislature authorized the governor to appoint two commissioners on fisheries who quickly set to work introducing landlocked salmon and smallmouth bass to the state and attempting to restore the salmon and shad runs. A few years after that, the fish commissioners were charged with wildlife response Responsibilities as well. Hunting licenses were introduced for non-residents in 1903. In 1917, fishing licenses became available. In that 150 years, there have been many Fish and Game success stories and some that didn't quite make the cut. But because of those efforts that started in 1865, seeing deer, moose, bear, eagles, and turkeys is not the uncommon occurrence it once was.
4: Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests.
0: Whether it's a pennant race or training camp, no one covers it better than ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNewHampshire.com. <laughs>
5: Throw oh, the corner, Michael Floyd. Touchdown, Arizona. Where are you? In this school um,
4: okay, without looking at the signs, tell me where you are. In this school Thomas Avenue? Not even
3: close. What was his answer? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. Sounded like he said Thomas Avenue? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Arizona, but, I mean, that's what it sounded like he was saying maybe that's where he lived I don't, know.
2: I don't know
3: i'm not familiar with that particular uh, intersection but uh that's not where he was so you know that that helps you right there um in case you missed it michael floyd now it's coming out that his bac blood alcohol level was over 2.1, which uh, it was 217 and if it's over 0.2 that means it is a super extreme dui uh, uh, Someone on Twitter just said, that makes sense that the Patriots would go for him since they employed Aaron Hernandez, who was convicted of cool, sexy murder.
2: (laughs) Super extreme (laughs) murder. Super
3: extreme Uh, sexy action murder, yeah. Oh, boy. Super extreme DUI, that's what they're. And that, I think, has a mandatory minimum sentence.
2: I'll tell you right now. I said it when we talked last week. Mm -hmm. I'm still surprised they did this.
3: That they grabbed him? Yeah. Why?
2: I don't know. I just am. You know, I didn't think of the draft pick. I see. I think the sole reason, I think the deciding factor, was the fact that they get a cop, They get a compensatory pick.
3: I think that's probably a big. Part I of that it, was too.
2: the big part of it. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, they said, "All right, we'll get this guy. We don't have to play him." We oh, don't have to put him on the field. Oh, they, no, yeah, but we don't no, have to. I'm just right, saying. We don't, have to. We don't, we don't right, have to. Right,
2: right, right. If he doesn't work out, we don't have to. Right. But we got to keep him so we can't lose that pick. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's thinking Michael Floyd's going to get cut because of this, think again. Right. He's here to stay, folks, until the end of the season. He may be inactive on the sidelines at the Super Bowl, but he'll be a patriot until then. You know? Yeah. Until the end. Until the league year starts March 1 or whenever these guys all get free.
3: You know, now I guess the uh, unless he gets
2: into some kind of trouble between now and then,
3: right. And I guess the big question then is, um, you know, is it worth keeping a spot open on the 53? Is it worth me turning your roster into a 52 man roster just to keep a guy who's going to get you a, you know, fourth round draft pick?
2: Well, no, I, I no. See,
3: you're thinking that this guy's not going to see the field. I'm just saying in the event that in practice, he's not getting it. I mean, that. think about it, Tom. There's guys who have come here at the beginning of the year who have a bitch of a time trying to get on the same page as Tom Brady. But okay, but that's when they're going to be here. for a long, my French there by the way. But
2: they're going to be sure. here for a long season, right? He's not here for a long time, so they're not giving him the whole playbook. Sure, they're giving him a they're giving him a real scaled down version. And if he doesn't, and if he's asked to recite the plays, and he doesn't gets it wrong, they're going to tell him not even close. <laughs> you understand me? Uh, not even close. I think he said box tops. I don't know. know? Yeah. i never sounded box like he said, "I, I want bo- to get a, I want some box tops." I remember box tops when I was a kid. At you should play. You're a company. Box tops. Uh, but I mean, that, that's you know, you know, basically, you know what his his playbook is. His playbook is my playbook. Five steps and crisscross. That's it. He's he's got the sim. He's got the scaled down version.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's got you the told s- the cop you were supposed to take a left with me. You are supposed to take a left with me? I don't
4: know. You understand?
3: Me? Oh my poor oh god!
2: Amazing. Amazing I like people saying him.
3: stop making fun of Michael Floyd. He's making one point two million dollars, okay? Yeah. He can't handle some people on the radio making fun of him, then you know what? That's not my fault. Sorry. I feel bad. I feel like he's probably got a problem. Is that Michael Floyd's mother that's telling you that? But I mean if you're gonna act like a jackass, you know, like, I'm sorry. You can't it's it doesn't matter who you are. Right. No, no, no. Making that much money, you're a public figure. You know, fair game, sorry.
2: But we'll see if he's active on, on Sunday. <clears throat> we'll see. Or Saturday. Mm-hmm. See if he's active Saturday. See if he's active the following Sunday. But he's there. I mean, they need. They, you know, they super need,
3: extreme DUI. They
2: need receivers.
3: So, do you think Bill Belichick is an enabler? I don't think Belichick is looking at this at all. Basically, I didn't say do you think he. Do you think he thinks he's an enabler? I say, do you think he's an no, no, no. I think he kind of is. I, I I don't. I don't, I don't think.
2: I think. I think it's it's a player who's eligible to play in the NFL until the NFL says he's not. And um gets him a draft pick. So there's a purpose there. And that's about it. You know? I, I don't I don't see any any other way. And and he's a talented player, so Belichick's saying, well, look, you know, he's better than the guy we mm-hmm. had on the roster, Griff Whalen. Right. We think he's better. So my job is to put the best team on the field or the best roster together I possibly can. So this guy's better. We're going to get him. Now, look, if the guy screws up, he's out of here. That's not enabling. You know, if he screwed up and the, if he screwed up four or five times. Right. Yeah. Or, or even what he screws up once he's gone. He knows it. He knows it. And it may not be enough to stop him from screwing up because he's obviously got a huge problem.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and we'll see how you know. We'll see what they're doing with him. I mean, this is you know. We'll see how. Look for him to be again. I'm telling you, I want some explanations as to where he got, where he was drinking, where he where he got inebriated, and if it involved that flight. Arizona's got some explaining.
3: Yeah. Now the president of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, let's hear what he has to say. Whose name is? Uh, where is this? Do we have this here? So he's right here to, to let us know. It's all you want to oh, here he is. Cards yeah. president on Michael Floyd. The uh, yeah. president of the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. Is named.
2: It's Michael, too, isn't it? Big Michael Big- Bidwell. Oh, it's Bidwell's kid. All Michael right. Bidwell. Oh, yeah. It's Bidwell's kid. Yeah. Should have known that.
3: And uh, he had this known. to say. And now I lost it again. Here it is. Uh, here's Michael Bidwell.
1: Well, I think they need to know that, um, you know, a lot went into that. We we got the news from, uh, you know, sources early uh, and, then, and then the media, you know, an hour and a half before Michael even called and told us about it. And then, you know, I, I was disappointed with how he handled it. I thought, uh, you know, in the two days it took before we made the final decision that we're just going to release him. Uh, you know the the story changed there was no remorse we We asked him to be uh, proactive in terms of his approach to this They're unapologetic I mean there were just a number of things that i I, I was just not satisfied with how he handled it and uh, we just determined you know what he 's not going to play for us again we 're going to release him, and we 're better to move on and I hope he gets help. I like him personally. He is a great kid. I was really disappointed with how he handled this and how you know he was handling you know his his uh, his his you know approach to the game and his approach to conditioning and approach to things and I think it was uh, affecting him some of his issues were affecting him on the field and so you know we asked him to proactively uh, address this we had multiple conversations with him with his agent and they just didn't want to do that and so we decided you know what we're moving on Great kid, except he was fat,
3: drunk, and uh didn't listen to the coaches. Other than that, great guy. Fat, Terrific guy. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through basically life, Basically that's what they were saying. I love <laughs> him, great kid, but he was fat he was too fat, too drunk, and too stupid to play here. That's basically what they said. In other words didn't like his I didn't like what he did for Translation,
2: translation. <clears throat> this was not the first time. We told him
3: one more time he's done mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And the conditioning um, thing I was surprised by. But that explains his bad year. I mean, he's had a terrible season. No, he's awful. Yeah. But yeah, the alcohol's got to explain that, too. Well.
2: You drink a lot of alcohol, you don't know, do conditioning. What's going to happen? You get fat.
3: I'm not ready to say that I He'd think. you got be out of shape. You know, like he, like, is he drinking every day? Is well, he, who knows? It's who, exactly right. So who, I don't I don't want to say that the drinking is what made him out of shape. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Oh, I think, well,
2: I think there was, look, it, it, for him to be that inebriated and behind the wheel of a car, he had obviously... Jumping to a little bit of a conclusion, but not that much. He obviously has a problem, right? And you got to think if he has a problem. You understand me? Oh boy! If he has a problem, it had to perpetuate itself all. It had to be there all season long. Okay. Yeah. Had to be. Had to be. So that had to contribute to his shape and his ability to play. And I'll also else.
3: jump to a conclusion here. If a guy gets a DUI in college, and he also got cited for underage drinking a few times in college too. If he gets a DUI in college, and then five, six years later, in his contract year, with his whole future on the line. Yeah, sure. Gets another one, same sort of circumstance. time in between. With all that time in between, you mean to tell me that? No, of course not. Of course not.
2: Right, when they knew it, and that's why they cut him. Yeah. They didn't cut him because he wasn't apologetic. They cut him because that was it for them. They had had enough. Mm -hmm. They covered up enough of his... He probably had other other issues, and they
3: covered you know other other incidents like this, and they covered it up. Do you think there's a chance the Patriots just release him? No, you know, or are oh, they going to keep him around? Yeah, and put up yes, with, put up with whatever they have to put up with in order to get there. Well, draft see, bit.
2: first of all, I don't think they're putting up with anything. Because well, they might I, be. No, I don't think they Cardinals, are. Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals. No, I, like I don't you think But I don't think they're putting up with anything here. Okay, I don't think they are. Because I think that they basically, I bet he's almost under lock and key. I bet they they
3: got they are keeping such a close eye on him. Okay, but they can't put him on lock and key. They they, can do anything they want. He's an adult, and he can go to a bar if he wants to. And what if he gets in a bar fight? Then they 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 cut him. They're gonna keep the draft.
2: They are watching him closely. You know why? They don't want him behind the wheel of. Imagine if he gets behind the wheel of a car in New England and kills somebody. It's on them. They know that. They are watching. If they're not, they should be. They're wa- I, I guess they're smart enough. They're watching them really
3: close. And that's not on them, though, by the way. I'm sorry. That's not on the New England oh. Patriots. If he dr- gets in a car, drinks, and drives, that's on the place that served him, and that's on him, the guy. Oh, that's not on the Patriots. Oh, but the
2: Patriots would have to, the, uh, the people who, the family of the people who, if anything happened, he wouldn't be in they New England. They won't see it that way. He right. wouldn't be in New England. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why that's that's why, that's why I'm saying that. All right. I bet they're watching him pretty closely.
3: But, I mean, he's still an American with rights. And I bet go, they're
2: watching him
3: pretty closely. What, are they going to have a P.I. outside his door? Uh, they're
2: doing something, and I'm if sure. if he goes to
3: a bar, they're going to what, pull him over? I'm and,
2: sure they are doing something, I'm sure. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I'm and I'm saying that that, that they're probably making sure you know,
3: they didn't make sure about Aaron Hernandez. They didn't make sure about, you know, know about Chandler Hernandez. Jones. They didn't make sure about anybody yeah, else.
2: They didn't know about Hernandez. Mm. So I think they're probably gonna kick out of Jones. <laughs> but um but they're not gonna hold on to him just for the draft pick. If so they they if they if they if because they need receivers. If they think that he can't cut it on the field, I don't think they're going to keep him. Okay. All right. The Griff,
3: drop. buddy. I know. I hey, hope you didn't sell that department
2: hey, yet. how you doing? See, I, learned, I knew we did a good job paying for that hotel room for the month see? of December. Yeah. See, see,
3: Griff. We care
2: about you, Griff.
3: We didn't want you to go be alone on the holidays. Hey, Griff. April Fools. I know. <laughs> It's December, you guys. Whatever, Griff. Come on. You're always yeah, so literal.
2: Come on. We always had a package on the tree for you.
4: <laughs>
3: Griff, buddy. My man. Oh, God. You know where Griff Whalen is? He's holding up a sign outside Gillette saying, I will play football for you. If you right. just... Like that guy.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's probably working in one of the retail stores and. At Patriots Place until he, until he gets high, Until they bring him back.
3: Taking tickets at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh god. Wearing his Patriots gears though. Oh god. Are you griff whaling though? No.
2: <laughs> Taking tickets to the movie theater and Michael Floyd's going in. And Michael Floyd's got something suspicious in his in a bag. You yeah, know? right. What do you got there, kid?
3: What's that in that paper What's
2: bag, that in that sir? bag,
3: sir? You know. Uh, nothing. What's your name? Floyd. Oh. You're done. <laughs> what's your name? Griff Whalen. I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's W-H-A-L-E-N. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's great. You don't look like a Griff Whalen. Oh, man. Uh, we have uh, Matthew Slater addressing the media, that's and we'll uh, run it for you Slates. real quick. what's he say? Well, here it is. Matthew Slater. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What
4: is, is it? Uh, okay, here we go.
3: I didn't know there was going to be an injury after a
6: short week. Seriously. Very um, important. Um, you know, I think it's going to end up being three games here in 12 days, if I'm not mistaken. So we need to make sure that we do everything we can to recover physically so that we can go out and perform and execute at a high level on Sunday. Um, so guys are going to have to do little things, uh, turn the TV off a little bit earlier, turn the video games off, put the baby down earlier, things of that nature, just so we can uh, – uh, recover and try to get ourselves ready to go what's the difficulty in trying to beat a team not only a division opponent but a team that you see twice it's always hard to beat a team twice um, you know when you play a team twice in a season they understand who you are they've had a great grasp for uh, not only your scheme but your personnel and how players play and then you add in the fact that this team you know they play us so well regardless of the situation regardless home or away regardless of record. Um, so it's going to be a challenge for us, and, and we know that. We understand that. So we need to prepare ourselves so that we can go out and try to execute it at a high level.
1: Now, you guys satisfied with the play of the special teams? Obviously, there's been some ups and downs, and uh, to be able to do what you did, not only coverage-wise, but in the return game as well against Denver I had to be a positive.
6: Uh, it was, I thought it was okay. I think there's still some room for improvement there. Um, you know, we obviously did a good... Bu- good job taking care of the football but I think that uh you know there's room for improvement and if we ever get to the point where we feel like hey we're doing okay we're doing a good job uh, then that's a problem so we're always looking to get better Uh, I think we made some strides in the right direction uh Ryan Allen did a a heck of a job putting the football and uh you know we made some heads-up plays and hopefully we can continue to do that just go ahead
1: Mike I was just gonna say just having Julian back there in the punt game, and uh, the kind of—I know Bill talks about hidden yards.
6: He found a fair amount of hidden yards in that game. Certainly, and, and Julian's a player that has a, a ton of experience in this league, returning punts, and he's had a, a great deal of success. So, you know, we have a lot of confidence in him uh, to go back there and and do what needs to be done. Uh, but at the same time, we need to take care of him. We need to do a better job of blocking for him because uh, you know it's no mystery—we can't get a guy like that. Blown up back there when he's returned the ball. He's so important to this football team offensively, so uh, we got to work to get better in that
1: area. Just going back to trying to beat a team twice again, is there any difference between playing a team like the Jets? You guys played them a couple times in a few weeks, opposed to if you had played them first in September and then now?
6: Yeah, it's a little bit different. I think, uh, you know, we'll see that with Miami, a team that we play week two and then at the end of the year, but. Um, you know, still, even even so, even though it's only been a matter of what three, four weeks, there's been a lot of turnover personnel-wise. Uh, they've had some guys go on IR. They've got some new guys playing, so there's still some challenges there as far as relearning them um, and understand what they're doing now, and uh, you know, they're doing a few things differently. So uh, we'll see what we can do to get ready for them.
0: Matthew, how impressed have you been with Jonathan Jones's development, uh,
6: particularly on the special teams this year? You know, uh, Jonathan's. He's been awesome since day one. I think his uh, his attitude and his mindset has just been in, been to come in and work hard and and do what he's coached. You know, he asks a lot of questions. He's a really smart kid, and he's got a great skill set. Obviously, the way he can run. So um, he's been tremendous for us all year long. He's been really consistent. Um, you know, I don't know what they're doing down there at Auburn with special teams guys between him and King, but keep him coming.
1: Hey, ebner has got a uh, social media campaign going for uh, Pro Bowl. Are you? Do you have to match him in this? Uh...
6: You know, I think Nate deserves it. Um, the way he's played this year, um, I don't. I haven't really seen anybody playing the way he's played. So I'm definitely pulling for him, and, and you know, we'll see how it goes.
1: You've been what five years in a row.
6: Hmm. Does uh,
1: how much does it mean to you? Would you, uh, do you? I mean, I assume you want to go for a six-year.
6: Well, you know, I know what type of years been for me, and dealing with injuries and things like that, and. You know, I'm always happy to see my teammates have success, uh, and ultimately, I'm here, you know, for the team goal. I think that's what matters most for all of us. But uh, you know, when a guy works hard and he deserves it, and you definitely pull
1: for him. Do you think maybe everybody should play rugby during the summer? That kind of a formula for success?
6: <laughs> Man, I don't know. I think it worked out well for him, but I think the rest of us should stick to what we know.
1: Thanks,
6: guys. All right,
3: Matthew Slater there answering some questions, uh, talking about the Pro Bowl and a couple other things as well. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up next here on Christian and King.
0: Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com.
7: This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting involved and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse. So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like, sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen is one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm officially the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gab? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month.
0: Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com.
5: there's no better place to watch football than
0: buffalo wild wings monday night thursday night or all day sunday visit your local buffalo wild
3: wings at 8 loudon road in concord or inside the mall of new hampshire in manchester for the best football watching experience while you're there grab a bud or bud light hall draft for only 349 or a goose island ipa for 499 all december long join the fun for bud light wednesday night trivia at buffalo wild wings where you can test your knowledge and win great prizes like ski tickets buffalo wild wings in concord and manchester wings beer sports
0: the year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March. And get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forrester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away
5: from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See detail or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. In Southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic
6: care.
4: New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions
5: for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit nhoc.com for more information.
0: You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio.
3: 9900 that's your phone number 883-9900 a few minutes left if you want to call into it quickly or you can save it for jimmy murphy in the stretch run which is coming your way in about 10 minutes or so last time we see murphy
2: before christmas like today, right it's tomorrow so is there buffalo wild wings tomorrow it really is. yeah i think so Damn. yeah, yeah. Ooh. manchester right manchester yeah. still still a hike yeah,
3: nice. yeah. Why not? at any rate um yeah uh murphy coming in here in just a moment We'll talk with him about what's going on on his show. But first, let's get to it. It is time for Can I Finish? And I promise no more babies getting eaten by oh, rats. Oh, please. Can I finish? Can
5: I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish?
3: Please? Can I finish? I can't answer your question unless you let me finish. Hold it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. I got a lot of complaints about that yesterday. Oh, from other people? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good. You deserved them. <laughs> I didn't leave the baby at home. I don't my care. Brother. I don't want to hear about it. Sometimes you got to know what's going on in the you world, know. Tom.
2: Basically, you know what my my motto through life
3: is: don't leave the baby in a room with giant rats. Ignorance
2: is bliss. <laughs> Ignorance well, is truly next bliss. time
3: you're in Detroit, Tom, you're gonna like this. Detroit, the city of Detroit, is proud to announce. That the world's first combination international house of pancakes and Applebee's restaurant will be built next year in downtown Detroit. The 300-seat gastronomic experiment will be located inside the Melender Center across from the Renaissance Center.
2: That's where all the the arenas, right? They're building new stuff down there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. they got a new uh, football stadium going in there next year. Okay.
3: It will be oriented to serving guests in nearby hotels as well as downtown visitors, office workers and residents. Sources said Wednesday that the co-branded restaurant's menu is still being developed and it's not yet known whether guests could order IHOP pancakes and omelets throughout the day alongside plates of Applebee's boneless wings and Fiesta there Lime. There you go. Fiesta Lime chicken.
2: That'll do it. That's that's Nirvana. Uh, The 12,000 square foot
3: restaurant will replace the former Sweet Lorraine's Cafe (laughs) and be a franchise of Team Skostack Family Restaurants. It's expected to open in late 2017 and employ more than 100 people. The restaurant will feature a coffee bar and Detroit centric interior design. Executive Chairman said this is the first IHOP Applebee's combo that's ever been built anywhere, and that we are very proud to expand our portfolio by uniquely combining two nationally recognized. And family-oriented brands. How
2: about that?
3: I mean, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you might as well go all the way. I see every once in a while you'll drive by and you'll see a combination Taco Bell and KFC. You know those? No. You never those. seen one of those? No. So you can do that. That that's a real thing. They had one in Boulder. I go up there. I get tacos, nachos, and a six-piece wing and the uh, wing and breast meal. And I thought that was the pinnacle. Of cuisine,
4: no, but that's because it. I
3: hadn't been to Detroit yet. This tops it. This absolutely tops it. IHOP in the morning, Applebee's for lunch and dinner. Why would you ever leave this place? Where would you ever go that don't would have be better? Go,
2: you don't have to. When you go home, you you don't have to go home for dinner after work. It'd no downtown Detroit,
3: you just eat there. You can bring a sleeping bag. You go. In other words, you,
2: in other words, in the morning you get up, go right to to. to the restaurant for breakfast, mm-hmm. and go to work, go there for lunch, and then you go there for dinner. Yeah. You're all set. Yeah. Get Basically, an account. go there, and you go what to You should work. do is you should get you an go an to work in between meals. Get places. an account there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you
3: should do. An account? Get a, yes, get an account. It's not a bank, Tom. In
2: other words, put it on my <laughs> tab,
3: you know? Oh, right. Yeah, get an account. <laughs> okay. You know? That's it. An, uh, a pancake account? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what do you got?
2: Well, it's a piece of news, really. Um, he played for the National Pride. He was a slugger for the Blue Jays. And then now he got busted for steroids. And now he got busted for steroids, and now he's found a home for the, the upcoming baseball season. Chris right. Colabello signed a minor league deal with the Cleveland Indians. So Colabello will be, you know, given a chance. I bet he'll be given a chance to try to make the club out of spring training. So we'll see. You know?
3: I, I don't mean to sound, you know. Harsh here? let see what happens. I mean, you know, see. see. Even if he does have yeah. a good camp, what's everyone going to say?
2: Yeah, exactly. He's right. in a no-win situation, because, unfortunately. Because he he had such a horrible start to the Blue Jays' year, you know? So, you figure he wasn't, didn't have anything. And then when he came back, he wasn't very good.
3: Right. So, my If guess, he suddenly comes back and he's good, even if he did it exactly the right way. Exactly. People are going to just assume he's on steroids Yeah, No, i not. And if he slumps again, no, the, you no. know, it's just. You know
2: what? Cleveland evidently didn't care. No. So they took a flyer on him. They're going to take him, bring him in, and see what happens. I'm sure there's no. It's it's a no. It's low a no risk, loose. high reward. Yeah. Right. Right. Speaking Potentially of, high reward. Speaking of no risk and. Uh, Not really high reward. Yeah, I don't know about high reward. Yeah, he's yeah. risky and low reward. Yeah, you that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> <very cool. laughs> the opposite of both the opposite of the. What we're
3: talking about, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Murphy in the house. What's up, Murph? What's going on, boys? How you doing, big guy. What are we
4: talking about there, Michael Floyd? No, uh, Chris no. Calabella.
3: Chris Calabelle. Who
2: the hell is he? Chris Caldwell was a baseball player who played with the National Pride. Uh-huh. Worcester Tornadoes, National Pride in the Can-Am oh, that's League. That's why I recognize All it. Right? And okay. became a minor. He was a minor league, you know, uh, got assigned by the Minnesota Twins. Yep. And then went through the, you know, beat the bushes, got up to Minnesota, then he ended up with Toronto, and he was hitting over 300 with Toronto, and I he got busted that. on steroids. He was like the... So what, all, the, he was the like Sox the post sign him or something? He was no Cleveland did. Cleveland. He was a poster boy for like stick with it success. Yeah. Uh-huh. Keep going at it. He stuck. Never he give, right give up your oh, dreams. Yeah. Stuck it right in his arm. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately. That way.
3: Uh and that's uh there you go. What do you got coming up today, Merck?
2: Uh we got Chris
3: Price,
7: talk some Patriots, and I'm sure Michael Floyd. Uh what else? We got Ty Anderson on the Bruins, Pete on the Celtics. And uh What did you think of the
2: Bruins last that's night? We didn't talk right about now. that.
7: What is there to think about?
2: It? Yeah, well, Tuukka is pulled. They 30. are what they are.
3: Yeah, garbage. Yeah, yeah. poop fest. Poop yeah. fest. A garbage poop fest. Yeah,
2: they missed their. They missed their kid. They're brutal. They missed their kid.
3: Their kid wasn't. Didn't no, let in three goals.
2: No, in the but, first they, no yeah. but their yeah. kid makes up for some of that with his scoring. That's guess. the thing. How do you make up for Brad Marchand
3: and that stupidity behind the net? Uh, that was go. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I could. I, I mean, it looked just, like it looked like he was. They teach you skating. that in Pee Wee. Like he was trying to do like a triple axel or something.
2: Yeah. Oh. I know, I've never but, seen that before. But then pass it the goes down the other end, and scores a goal, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it changes things. Yeah. So that's that's where they miss oh, it. What do you mean? They made 3-2. Yeah, three, I know, two, I, two, I know, two. but still.
3: I don't think Pasternak would have been a difference last night. Dominic I think Pasternak
2: Moore. is a difference in just about every game from now on if he's able no, to play at ca- a high level.
3: Two Probably, yes. But Dominic Moore has the third most goals on the team right now. That says it all right yeah, That says everything. That's all you need to know. Jimmy Murphy's coming up next. Uh we're all done. We'll be back tomorrow at noon, and then we're, we're off on Friday. And we won't
2: see you, Murphy. This I know, is it. Merry Murph. have a good Merry holiday, Christmas, guys. Huh? Happy
3: Festivus. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Sully, we'll see you tomorrow, right? Happy okay, Kwanzaa? Very good. Uh, Yes, happy all of those things. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. We're out of here. Stretch Run's next. Bye.